We want our coffee in the lobby. We watch our worship on the screen. We got a rock star preacher who won't wake us from our dreams. We want our blessings in our pocket. We're in for more dirt, learning from others' mistakes. But first of all, we're done with the money part. So, whew, all right, yeah, let's get back. Let's get back to some other dirt. What kind of dirt? Ben and Kate dirt. You don't know Ben and Kate? Well, I guarantee you this. You know a couple just like Ben and Kate. Uh, you know, that couple that seems perfect uh, where they found their soulmates. And I'm doing my quote marks again with my fingers. Let me tell you a little secret. They are flawed. Just like you and your spouse in every marriage on the planet. Here you go. Ben and Kate, chapter 12 from the book, Every Marriage is Flawed. Ben and Kate were in love. I mean, really, really in love. They were exactly the couple that everyone thought should be married and live happily ever after. Ben was such a romantic He was the perfect boyfriend and fiancé. He would buy Kate flowers just about every day. I'm not kidding. Fresh flowers pretty much every day. They were together all the time. Out in public, they always seemed happy. They were the kind of couple that most would be jealous about. You know that guy that makes us all look bad by doing all the right things all the time for his girlfriend. Yeah, that guy. He even makes a good boyfriend look bad. Almost impossible to try and maintain his standards. It would be utterly exhausting. And you know, when you go to weddings and and you measure up the couple, you can't help it. It's human. Man, they are screwed up. What a tool. I give them a year. Or on the flip side, there's Ben and Kate. Seemingly perfect. So in love. Couldn't get married soon enough. Kate and Ben ended up attending our church. They were so loving to our daughter, Abby. They were destined to be great parents as well. I gave them eternity to be together. It could, if, if I could, I would bet all my money on the Lifetime Achievement Award for them. I would have. All seemed perfect until it came to finally decide on where to get married. They chose a church, and I was pumped. They started their premarital counseling with Pastor John. All was going great until it was unearthed, unearthed that they were living together. Pastor John was not going to marry them. I was like, what? Kate and Ben were floored. Uh, He was, in their eyes, old school. You know what? He was also, in my eyes, old school. I had later had coffee with Pastor John. I pleaded with him, come on, Pastor John, they're going to church on a regular basis. They're going down the right path. 
They are such a great couple. They love each other so much. Can't we get past this technicality? Calling them on this technicality uh, could scare them away from church forever. Is what I basically pleaded. But Pastor John would not budge. And I, I was angry. Kate and Ben found another church that would marry them, and they had a beautiful ceremony in that fairy tale honeymoon. They would later have a beautiful daughter and move to Arizona. All was right in the world. Fast forward about seven years. All was not right with Kate and Ben. I, I couldn't believe my ears. How, how could this be? No way. Impossible. They later divorced. How in the world does the perfect couple divorce? And if they divorce, how do any of us remain married? I had lost hope for marriages around the world. Going back to Pastor John, here's his explanation. Kate and Ben definitely had the love and chemistry to start off a great marriage. Better than most couples. They were clearly at the head of their class at least from the outward appearance. But Pastor John knew that they lacked attention to their foundation. They had a perfect house already built on top of sand. It looked awesome, but they didn't factor the ground underneath. They were putting each other first, but neglected the greater good. And this is very typical for most couples today. In Pastor John's humble opinion, the simple act of living apart before marriage shows God that you are putting God first. And to have a truly blessed marriage, one must follow God first. Then one will be directed in how to best care for his or her spouse and children. Man, that sounded so old-fashioned to me. It really did. Now that I look at married couples today... I investigate and learn from couples that are doing well. They are following this, this blueprint. Matthew 7, 24 through 27. Look it up. Memorize it. Here it goes. I'll read it for you. The wise and foolish builders. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine, this is Jesus speaking, by the way, and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, and the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall, because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. And the rain came down, and the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. In this case, that crash is divorce. And it's a broken family. And disclaimer, I always got disclaimers, don't I? This author has seen couples that live together and stay married. In fact, I will marry couples who are living together and I give them the choice whether they 
want to take a break and make honeymoon a little more exciting, if you know what I mean. But it it's their call. I, I'd also tell them we can do all the premarital counseling in the world. But if you don't get this verse right that we just said, these teachings of choosing grace and choosing love and mercy and forgiveness, of which are absolutely crucial ingredients to make any marriage, any relationship work, then the house is going to crash. And it's far more important what happens after the marriage than before. But I get where Pastor John was coming from. So we have a little bit of difference. But let me go on. Let me pick on the other side. This author has also seen couples remain virgins and do everything perfect until marriage and then get divorced. So what gives? The bigger picture. You can play it perfect until marriage and then F up. And you can F up before marriage and then get it right. You can F up during marriage and hopefully get it right. Bottom line, your marriage will not last without choosing to love, show grace, mercy, and offer forgiveness. Those are some of the teachings referenced in Matthew 7, 24 through 27. And ideally, a couple will implement that from dating to engagement to marriage to the 50th anniversary plus. All right. Question time for your quality couple time. By the way, it doesn't always have to be day night. It could be day night. It might be 10 a.m. on a Saturday. But just carve out time, ideally daily, with each other. And here are questions. Oh, or a couples group. So here you go. Number one, which couple's divorce shocked you? In other words, the one that you thought had it all together and then it crumbled. Which couple's divorce shocked you? They seemed like they had it perfect. That was all together. And then they just end up crumbling. Pause and reflect. Number two, who seemed, here's the opposite side of it. Who seemed not so strong of a marriage? And you're like, ah, no way, no way. This is not going to last, but they're still going. And why do you think they're still going? So who seemed not so much like a strong marriage to you and they're still going and why? Pause and reflect. Number three, have you taken the online quiz love languages? Have you taken the online quiz love languages? If so, bravo. Then do you strive to do something each day that relates to your spouse's love languages? This is their top two. If so, do you strive to do something each day that relates to your spouse's preferred love languages? Side note, if you are not sure what are love languages? Look it up online. Uh, also, it's by Dr. Gary Chapman. And that online quiz is free. Well, that wraps it up for chapter 12. We're going to go more into choices coming up here. And 
Again, thank you so much for sharing this with others. And thank you for feedback. So greatly appreciated. If you would like more exclusive invites or insights, thank you for the platform of frydudes.com. You can check that out there. And then uh, one of my favorite sayings, and really the theme of this book, there is, remember, there is no such thing as a perfect marriage or family. Just those willing to work at it. Now go, love, serve one another, and encourage others.